Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange to do and welcome into more important issues it is wednesday september 9th football season is getting closer ball basketball's got to commit i saw i know a lot of people probably don't care about this ball golf was preparing also i've actually want to talk about ball golf a little bit because they've kind of got a cool sec golf's got a cool little deal and i mean i'm sure everybody's familiar at least with their facilities down close to campus they're freaking awesome um Man, it it just feels good. It feels like everything's getting back to normal. There was a plane that landed on the highway today. <laughs> I said everything's getting back to normal. All right, you don't have to take us back in it. Well, at uh, least uh, at least boats aren't burning. There's no birds, boats burning, but Tuesday or Monday night, a guy tried to steal a boat. Oh, yeah, in Knoxville at Volunteer Landing, I believe. So I think it was or near uh, Volunteer. Was it landing. Florida man? I, I think, <laughs> we can call it a Florida man. I, I think he was a local <laughs> resident. Um, but I'm certainly opening, open to making it okay. Florida Man. Yeah. yeah, I'm not against it. Definitely Florida Man. <laughs> but, yeah, we're getting closer. Uh, we are going to be talking about the uh, Jemai uh, Mayshack commit. He committed yesterday to the Vols. Big four-star. That's exciting. Uh, we're going to be talking about football quarantine and what this season could look like in terms of COVID. Uh, what, what it could – Saturday would have been interesting had there been a game. Yeah. Here, here's the thing i, I got to ask, though. Are you – would all 44 of those, and were, I don't know, they didn't even say that all 44 were missing because of because of contact tracing. They just said 44 were missing, some due to contact tracing. Would the contact tracing still be in place on a game week, or was that precautionary? That was never really established. I don't know. Like, is that, because it seems like the rule is like, if, if you're, if you had contact with that person that tested positive, Due to contact tra- tracing, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Okay, so I thought we'll talk about that, but that, that, that's that's kind of what we're gonna to discuss a little bit. What that could look like for the season, uh, and what does that look like for teams if they've been together? You know, if that uh, contact tracing comes back to two entire teams, that will be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm gonna be talking about some of the questions, more football-related questions that come into the season. Obviously, there's a lot involved with the uh, things that are out of control or out of everyone's control mm-hmm. um, but we'll, we'll certainly be talking about what the questions on the field that will be happening uh, then we've got some college football big 10 trying to get back in on the action i say no you you, you made your bed you gotta lay in it now um and i've got a rant that i've gotta i gotta get off my chest okay I've yeah been, let it out man dude freaking maybe Michigan maybe especially. unzip that a little bit yeah, just let it the, out let the let the talk think, what do you guys think about that <laughs> <laughs> this is not a full that went down farther than i thought it would this is not a full jacket this is a quarter zip um but 
that looked like it could have gone farther. Almost my belly button. That's like a half zip. Yeah, that's <laughs> that went pretty far. That like was your whole like your whole chest was out. I love it. Um, and then we've got if you got any questions, we do have a segment dedicated to it. Drop them in if they're related to what we're talking about. We'll certainly get to it as fast as possible. If we don't though, hang on. We're gonna we'll get to it. We got a segment dedicated to your questions. We want to answer. Want to talk about what you want to talk about. So drop them in there. I'm getting on Twitter right now and YouTube. Landon's got Facebook covered, and um, we'll answer those questions for sure. And then we got some segments for you. Florida Man, Great Wednesday segment, and Stupidity. Yeah. Also, uh, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House and uh, Hound Dogs. Also, we have a new one, Blue Water Climate Control, the official HVAC service provider of the Volunteer Roadshow. And uh, in the coming days, weeks, maybe, giving away a free furnace. That's awesome. Yeah. So Wow, shout out to Blue Water. Yeah, so stay, stay tuned for that. Um, go create your account on volunteerroadshow.com. That'll put you in the drawing for that. Um, we'll have we'll give you more information when, when we have more information. Yeah. Um, but go do that. You'll get all of our free content, all of our shows. Um, I'm a big climate control guy. Yeah. Big climate control guy. 68 degrees year round. Oh. Yeah. You're one of those. Mm-hmm. Dang. A lot of people are upset with me in the winter, but. Yeah, you're an ass. No. Because <laughs> it's a warm 68 in the winter. Yeah, but it's hot. Or it's. It it's be, cold. Yeah, it's cold. But it's a warmer 68. Whereas in the summer, it's a cold 68. Yeah. And in the win- in the winter, it's a, you know, 68's warmer than 40. That's true. <laughs> I, I think we... I like to sleep with... The, apparently, you sleep better in the cold. Science science says I'm right. <laughs> oh, I do. Gotta have that fan going. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, freezing cold, maybe not. That's what I say. Freezing... <laughs> 68's not freezing. No, no, no I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I'm saying, like, freezing cold... And, like, super hot, which one would you sleep better? I, I feel like I'd sleep better in the hot. I think science, scientifically, I think you sleep better in the cold, I believe. See? But I do agree. Some of my best naps, I've woken up sweating. Yeah. So I do. I see what you're saying. But I think. You're, you're just running and you're, you're exercising in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I've got it backwards, but I think you're, you're supposed it's to. It's all that chest hair, man. It's making you sweat. Keeps you warm. Yeah. It's, it's the perks of being hairy. It's, it's hard to get stuck in a sticky situation in terms of uh, cold. Um, but no, I think science says, yeah, I think science says you sleep better when it's cold. Yeah. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but that's why we got blue water. Why you got blue water? Keep you control the climate. Now we're talking about things you can't control. You usually can't control the climate, but with blue water climate control, you you can, can. you can, that's not an ad read guys. That's just facts. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Jemai. Jemai Meshack. Yeah. Four star, a small Ford out of Rancho. Cockamonga, yeah, California. Good, don't have a good. It's from California. Six five one ninety. Commits to Tennessee over Arizona, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, and Colorado. Um, per two four seven Sports, he's ranked as number forty three player, number nine um, small forward, and number three player in the state of California. Um, just a solid athlete uh, to add to this class. Mm-hmm. You already have Kennedy Chandler. Um, I mean, next year, you don't know who you're going to get back. But if you if you do lose Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer, possibly Victor Bailey Jr., possibly Josiah Jordan James, you probably have one of the best freshman backcourts in the country. You would think. It's going to be up there. Yeah. That it. is the good news. You, talk about, you, you do talk about the unknowns, and there are some unknowns. You expect Keon Johnson to be a one-and-done for sure. 
Um, and then you know some of the guys that are gone. And Pons will be gone. Um, uh, Fulkerson will be gone. Uh, Anasiki, who I expect to be a, a, a pivotal player for this team, will be gone, which you do only get him for one year. Uh, but you do bring in Kennedy Chandler and now Jamal Meshack. I it should you you look at twenty twenty one should be assuming you hang on to these guys and and you you you're gonna have a lot of scholarships to be able that you can fill next year. Bring in a good class, and I think twenty twenty one will be. Ju- I don't think you'll see a big drop off. No, I think you're at the number nineteen class. Only two commits right now. Uh, commits to Tennessee without taking a step on Tennessee's campus. I'd, we, we I'd want to get the hell out of California too. Exactly. To be fair, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially right now. Um, but I, I just think that's wild because, like, you know how hard it is to, like, especially an 18-year-old kid to try to mm-hmm. convince him to move all the way across the country for a year, two years. Yeah. I mean, four at max. Right. Um, but with this kid, probably it's less than that. He talked um, about the family environment, though. He loves the family environment and really feels it with this team. That's got to help a lot. Yeah, I think it, staff, it, I just, yeah, it goes to show this coaching staff knows exactly how to recruit. They're selling – a um a vision mm-hmm. of this program and these guys i think you mentioned it last night these not guys aren't coming here just to like play basketball and move on they want to win right like they come here to win mm-hmm. um and so i i guess just from that 2018 year um to now it's just been a huge overhaul with this roster right and, and this year could have been a rough year you kind of got saved it was rough Mm-hmm. Um, but you did get saved by Santiago Vescovi coming in and really you know, elevating that, that backcourt. We'll, we'll see. It should be a pretty straight shot up yeah. from here. Uh, they're doing a lot better job recruiting. Bringing Kim English in has obviously elevated recruiting. You've got you've got guys on the on the roster now that should have no problem producing, problem producing especially in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I think we had um, we had zero top 100 players in that 2018 team. That was number one in the country, and now we have like I think four on the roster currently, and then we have two committed. So yeah, yeah, I think that'd be right. Four on the roster because you brought in three this year, right? Yeah. So Josiah Jordan James, uh, Victor Bailey Jr. was a top 100 player. Okay. So do you have high school? Do you have five then? And then you have Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer. Okay. So Corey Walker wasn't Corey Walker. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. That's five. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I forgot. I keep forgetting about him. And I'm... he, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing a guy like that can't get lost in this class because you yeah. have guys like Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer, uh, and then Corey Walker. Probably uh, those two guys are Keon Johnson's starter. Jaden Springer m- could be, may mm-hmm. not be, because. You do have a guy that did get a year under his belt in front of him. That helps. Corey Walker, though, would probably start on most in most programs in the country. Won't probably won't for Tennessee. Yeah, I can almost I can confidently say he won't for Tennessee. But yeah, th- this is just a, a huge commitment getting a kid all the way from California. Um, and then kind of what's what's next for this recruiting class? I think and something I've wanted for years is a dominant big man. We I would love to see Tennessee get a dominant big man. I think y- you seem to really answer every question you need to for the backcourt. Can you go and get a true rim protector? Um, and then I and I think this is what from everybody he's recruited, I assume, it's what Rick Barnes prefers, a guy that can that'll go in there and bang around too. Mm-hmm. So can you go get a rim protector that that can bang? and I know that's tough to find. Big men that can also 
go in and battle people because typically when you see those guys growing up they never have to really use their body to fight people right. it's usually just be above them uh so if you can go find a guy that can that'll bang around in the paint and match his size or just a guy that's willing to because this coaching staff will get you there obviously you look at uh what grant williams was able to to do and you can put admiral Schofield there um you talk about Kumwa, it seems like he's got he got a lot more physical as the year went along. He's got a long way to go for basketball, but he, he got a lot more physical as the year went, went along. Uh, I'm excited to see Anasiki comes in as a physical player. I'm excited yep. to see where he goes. And we have a, a big man's best friend, and that's a dominant point guard. Yes. Um, you want to score? Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah, he's, he's going to get you the ball. He's going to set you up, um, make sure you have easy looks at the basket. So, so who does Tennessee look at? There, there's a couple names at Tennessee's has on their list um, the number five overall player, Jabari Smith, um, the number eight overall player, Caleb Houston. Um, Ryan Matumbo is the number 79 overall player. And then um, Charles Bediaco. Bediaco. Sure. Yeah. He's the number 22 overall player. He's at IMG Academy. Um, those, those are the names Tennessee's kind of been linked to. Um, so I would like to see him kind of at least get one of them. Right. Or get one of them. Um, I, I don't really have a preference on who it is. Having Ryan Matumbo would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would be dad. very cool. Yeah. That's um, your how big? How tall is he? He's seven foot. Seven foot. Okay. I, I want a seven footer. You got your seven I, footer. He's six eleven. Seven foot, six eleven, same guy. <laughs> yeah, you're splitting hairs at that point. Yep. <laughs> you got your seven footer. That's all you asked for last year, and you got him. You even got him eligible. Yeah. <laughs> it took it took a while, but you got him. That kind of sucks for him, especially. I mean, yeah. At that point, well, he'd already redshirted. Never mind. Right. That's what I was to say. Not but he had already. That was even dumber. That he, yeah. Never mind. You get it. NCAA is dumb. That's yeah. That's all. That's all I got. To say. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you have anything else for like what's next for this this team? I guess recruiting wise, this basketball team. Need a big man. That's that's, that's it. it. That's, it. that's <laughs> it. That's all you, you got. Get a big man. I mean, I agree. You can't. Be- because you, like Perfectly like you said, Fulgerson's gone. East Pons is gone. EJ Anasiki's gone. You, you don't have a proven guy. You have some no. guys on that roster, but nobody last year just was like, okay, yeah, he's he's gonna be good, right? Like you just don't know. I, you hope the development. I hope I hope Kumal's that guy, and then I guess Corey Walker could be one of those guys. He is a freshman, or will be a freshman, I guess. So you, you don't know. Um, but I guess you hope for him, right? Yeah, and I mean, the track record, like, the, those guys are going to be good players. Right. That, that's that's just what we what Rick Barnes and the staff has done so far is get guys prepared to, to play in the SEC um, and compete. And so I I think I think um, Urosh will be fine. I hope he's so. Gone. He's, got, he's got a ways to go, but I'm – He's gonna be a guy that that'll be here till his senior year, so I'm excited to see, like like you said, the the track develop the track record this team this coaching staff has developing players. I'm excited to see where he goes. I'm not I'm not willing to count out anyone on this team right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I haven't given up hope for anybody. Tr- trust the process. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's uh let's jump to some football quarantine. Uh, what'd you call it? Quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah. There you go. Quarantine. Let's talk about this quarantine. Because you had a good, ch- you had a full team in quarantine. Yeah, uh, which isn't isn't good. It did did uh, hurt. They wanted to scrimmage on Saturday, weren't able to do that because of it. Uh, just I guess real quick. So forty four people sat out, mostly offensive players. So obviously it's the offensive 
groups that have been affected by COVID. 44 sat out because of contact tracing. He said, Jeremy Pruitt said seven or eight tested positive. So that wasn't the entire group. The Not 44 players tested positive. I guess they, we haven't heard yet because they, they won't know for a couple of days if they're able to, uh, yeah, or if they did, if they do have it or did have it. Um, but they are practicing in Neyland tonight. So it kind of makes me think oh, they're getting a good chunk of those guys back tonight. You would think if they're going back to Neyland, they're going to try and scrimmage, right? Yeah, I would think so, um, which that's that's good. I mean, that's because Saturday, Pruitt was kind of upset about, mm-hmm. I guess, just not having his team three weeks before kickoff. Right, and a couple of the things he said uh, is, he said, it's been hard to practice. They may only get around 22 practices in camp. They're allowed 25. And with everything that's happening, days they're having to take off already have had to take off. They're only going to get about 22 practices in. He said some guys have already missed 14 days. So it's definitely been difficult to to get guys as prepared. You you thought you were going to be able to take advantage uh, with, I think it was almost 40 days from the start of fall camp Mm -hmm. till the season, close to 40 days. And you had 40 days to get 25 days of practice in. It's obviously been made tough by COVID. Yeah. I, I just think, like, Pruitt was upset about that, and I, he's also upset that there's a different set of rules for, like, every team in the SEC. So, like, it depends on what state. So, correct? he alluded to that, but I think SEC released their own set of guidelines that are pretty, like, should – I'll see if I can look it up in a second. But covered pretty much the basis of that. Now – the contact tracing could be different. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what he's upset about. Is like these kids aren't showing any symptoms. Yeah, they're not. They're testing negative, right? And then it's like they're still having to quarantine for fourteen days. Yeah, the fourteen day thing is frustrating, but I don't know if it's. I think even when you are exposed, I don't think it's an automatic fourteen day quarantine. I think it's set like seven until you can get tested. Okay, I think, or when you show symptoms or something like that. Gotcha. So. I don't think it's 14 days anymore. It used to be, but it may be different football. I don't know. The, I think they do need to remember it's probably good that it's mandatory because you don't want your whole team to get it. Like that, right. that is not something you want to happen. So when you have a group that has it, if you're able to identify them and and have those guys out that have been exposed, at least until they can enough time to get tested, then I think that's probably. I understand it's frustrating. I, I yeah. 100% agree with him, but it's probably a good thing. Because you don't want your whole team to get it, right? And, and but you you don't even know really what you have if you're not able to practice with everybody. Oh yeah, it's gonna be tough. So like, yeah, the, I mean they wanted to scrimmage the other night, but like if you're only scrimmaging with sixty players, you're missing forty four, however many you have on, on the roster. I don't I don't know exactly the number, um, but that that's a big chunk. I, they had one scholarship running back practicing. Yeah. And it was Ty Chandler. The rest were out due to injuries or right contact tracing or whatever. Um, I mean, that's that's difficult. And that's difficult for one guy to get all those reps. Then he's beat all the crap. And then he's having to come back and do it all again. Right. So, I mean, it, it's definitely – it is going to be tough to run everything. It's an adjustment. you got to adjust. And it's, it's going to tell a lot about how well – coaches run their programs in terms of it is you're going to have to adjust every single day 
to everything going on. If you want a season, I mean, yeah, and because it could be as simple as not having a season. It's a good thing we're not in the position we were in 2017, where we had zero depth, right. we had, and kind of zero talent, also. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, at least like this year, we have some some backups that can be key contributors. Um, we have guys with experience that won't necessarily be a starter, because um, I, I think the starters will probably differentiate throughout mm-hmm. the season. Um, especially with, with this contact tracing, you're probably not going to have the same starters every single game. Right. It, it definitely could change that a lot. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. I'd... So the teams like Vanderbilt and Arkansas who have like zero depth anyway? It's going to be even tougher. Yeah, that's, that sucks. Yep. And I think about the redshirt rule. How many guys are going to actually, which I guess the year doesn't count. Never mind, so that right. doesn't matter. But yeah, the, you would definitely, some of these guys that maybe weren't going to play any games might play one or two, and the guys that they wanted to just play four games are probably going to play more than four. It it will be an interesting year to see how how exactly everything is is handled day to day, week to week. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the good thing is like you you're going to have to get everybody ready to to play an SEC schedule, not just the first and second team. Everybody's going to have to be prepared to play because you, you just don't know. Right. Right. It's wild. I'm trying to see if I can find the guidelines for the teams that they need to follow. I'm, I can really just, I'm really just seeing um, guidelines for fans. Hmm. I'm not finding specific guidelines for teams. Someone might have tweeted it out on Saturday or Sunday when this was a, a a thing that was being talked about at the moment because that was when Tennessee was experiencing it. Um, other than that, I'm really not sure and. Jerry Pruitt even did address. He's like, I don't think it's a thing of our players being irresponsible, but I mean, yeah. they're college students. They're probably at parties. They're probably going to go to a party. They're going to go out tonight, probably, or be in a place where, or, or they go to cookout. With, yeah, forget their mask in their car, and they get it at. I mean, you just you can get it anywhere. They're college students. I don't, and I don't. I'm not asking them to. Whatever. I understand. I get it. Like, yeah, you're going to go to a party on Saturday night, no matter what. The chancellor says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, and, yeah, they're young kids. Like, they don't – some of them probably just don't get exactly what's going on. Right. Until, like, down the road they'll be like, dang, I probably shouldn't have went to that party. <laughs> I should have just stayed in my room. Yeah. They get a football season. They won't regret it. Right. I don't blame them. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I do know that they have to test their – they have to test the team – in enough time to, I think, get the results back in 72 hours. And I don't know what the threshold is to cancel games. Like, I don't know if 10, 20, I don't So, like, what what does this season look like? Say Georgia, like, say JT, JT Daniels is out for 14 days due to contact tracing. They're having to throw a freshman in there. They lose, like, three games in a row or two games in a row. Like, is – like, how, how much is, the like, se- it – it held against like the school or, or how much is like if, if they lose, how much is the coach going to be like, well, we had a ton of people out. You know? It's an easy year. Yeah. The losses don't count this year, man. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you this. The only way the season's getting canceled is if Alabama comes down with it. Cause then Nick Saban won't be playing in any games. Yeah. If there's a bunch of Alabama guys out there. Nick Saban ain't going to play. Yeah. If he's got a chance to lose because people are out. Yeah. He's not playing. No, not a chance. That dude's too competitive. Yep. Too competitive. Let's move on to uh, the the on the field top things and talking about the questions that uh, Tennessee faces heading into this season. Yeah, I think some of my questions um, 
who's in the the D line rotation? Mm-hmm. Is it the same guys from last year? Do we get Elijah Simmons, Amari Thomas, Dominic Bailey? Do, do any of those guys get a shot? Um, th- those are kind of who I want to see, like who who the starters are, and then you know mm-hmm. who's kind of in that rotation as well. I'd, yeah, like to, the, I'd like to see big old 51 in there. Is that Savion? No, it's no Elijah. Elijah Simmons. Elijah. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's another one that we didn't see a ton of last year. This is his last season. Um, so, is, is he in that rotation? He came in here as, I mean, you expected a lot out of him and just haven't seen much yet yeah. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would assume just not practicing up to the standard that they expect. I don't I don't know. Yeah, you just haven't seen him much on the field, so it's yeah. definitely not what he's done on the field to this point. Um, I I'll tell you this: the question that's been asked all off season, and probably even last, definitely last season, quarterback. JG met with the media. We're already starting it off. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed to. You, you threw in the question thing. JG met with the media and he talked about some of the things that the fans have been thinking and the why he's comfortable. Um, he he talked about the continuity. You have the same head coach, the same OC, the same quarterback coach. Uh, just everything feels more comfortable. He, I think he used the word comfortable. Yeah. And he even talked about how his de, his decisiveness has gotten better. He's been more decisive uh, this preseason. And that's probably a lot of com- – and I'm not saying he's going to go out there and just ball out <clears throat> and, and be a Heisman candidate or a quarterback oh, of the year candidate. Or, yeah, <laughs> if he does, I'm going to be pumped. Yeah. But I, I don't – I'm not expecting that. But if you just get continuity, Mm -hmm. I think is the word he used, if you get some continuity and some consistency at the quarterback position, I really like Tennessee's chances to be competitive in all 10 games. Uh, And then your record's probably pretty solid at the end of the year, too. Yep. You you find yourself in the game at the – or find yourself in it at the end of the game, you got a shot. Right. Give yourself a chance. I mean, that's – is that kind of all we're asking with JG? Just give us a chance. I – I think it is. And it's more than just not losing the game. Yeah. Like, give us a chance. Yeah, we're not asking you to be Joe Burrow. Right. We're we're asking you to be at A.J. McCarron. Just don't turn the ball over and and get it to your playmakers. Right. Right. Keep it simple, stupid. We've talked about that for how many days in a row? A lot. (laughs) Everything. Just a lot of people trying to do extra stuff. We don't need extra stuff. We need simple. We need it done. We need it done simple. Right. Done simple means done right. David Newcomb, what's up, fellas? What's up, David? Hope you're doing good, man. 16 days till it's football time. You said technically 17. Hey, if your day's over and you're considering it 16 days, I'm with you, man. My day is coming down, winding down to an end. That's fine. 16 days. One day closer is good with me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but it's Steve Martin days today. Tomorrow will be Peyton Manning days. Hey, I don't know when you. I don't know when you, when you go to bed. When you get off work, if if you're about to go to bed and you want to call it 16 days, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, do your thing. Um, I got this hat. I think I got it at the Vol Shop. But you can um, – did I get the ball shot? Uh, I don't know. Alumni Hall? One of those. Or did you just get off uh, Bill Dance's website? No, I don't think I did, but I think you can get one from Bill Dance's website. I and I you think can you can even request to get it autographed, which yeah. I wanted to do, but I think it was cheaper on a – cheaper on ball shop, so <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it was like $4 cheaper, but hey, $4 is $4. Yeah, that's fine. But I, but if you want to, and I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big autograph guy, so I didn't want to get mine autographed. Uh, but if you do, I think you, I think you can. So yeah, that would that, that would be cool to have Bill Dance's autograph. Right. But then do you wear it? <laughs> that's see, my that's see, my like issue I, with like getting hats and stuff autographed. I like wearing hats. So right. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't really like. I think it's kind of. <coughs> if you do it, fine. I don't care. But I don't want to get a jersey sign and wear that mm-hmm. signed jersey. It looks kind of tacky to me. Yeah, I feel like if you get a signed jersey, you frame it, <coughs> hang it yeah. up, or whatever. Yeah, there's a reason why you got a sign. So, so exactly. Don't, don't wear it. Yep. Don't be getting uh, jello shot stains on, on that jersey. <laughs> Actually, that'd be pretty sweet to have a like sign. You got to get a sign in the wherever you took the jello shot at. <laughs> or you get your uh, the stain signed. Or they get the stain signed, yeah. <laughs> stain. That's Caleb's nickname, by it the way. Is. I mean, I don't have a stain on this shirt yet. So yeah. Um, usually on tailgates, if you see him like, going into the game time, you're like, if you see him with a, a stain on a shirt, you know it's... It's not even just tailgates. It's just any not out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I don't care. I'm, <laughs> I'm not afraid of it. Listen, I'm a, I'm not... I'm not here. I don't live on this earth to live a clean life. I just live a fun life. Okay. Stainless isn't fun. I'm not stainless steel. I'm not. I'm not. It's fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you got any more questions for this uh, 2020 football team? This, um, these balls? So I think, I think Henry Riddle was on here. He said, um, I'd like to actually actually hear about Tennessee sports. Great job, fellas. GBO, VFL. Hey, thanks, man. We're, I'm about to talk about some Tennessee sports while you're getting to the next question. I want to know, and this is more of the coaching staff, I think. I think it's, it may be based on the play. I guess it is based on the players, too. With this coaching staff, I want to know how they handled the running back situation last year. Because the previous two years, they've been riding the hot hand, which I don't mind. I, I am a little bit in support of that uh, in terms of if the player's playing good that day, roll with him. But I think, especially at the running back position, there's something to be said for letting a guy get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you got players like Eric Gray and Ty Chandler, just ballers. I'd like to see them try to get a guy out there, maybe his first two runs, especially because we're like, we live and die by running dive on first down. Yeah. If, the, if those first couple runs aren't great, let them get settled in. Let's see what they can do in a game. Whoever your one is, Eric Gray or Ty Chandler, and, and see how that goes. I'm just curious to see how they handle it. Because I think, Again, that continuity we're talking about with this coaching staff, continuity running back. How do they handle the running back position and the playing time and the the touches? I'm curious to see that. I'm wondering who's in who's like in charge because I'd like to think they would do like Jim Chaney would be in charge of that, and they did it like they did at Georgia, uh, where they used Swift and mm-hmm. um, who was the the other guy that they had before Mich- that? Michelle. How long has Tony Michelle been gone? I didn't, dude, I those running backs all run together. And then you had uh what's Chubb. his name? Chubb, Chubb probably left before Chaney got there. Wouldn't he have? Maybe he was there one year. And then the muscles, dude, the what's Holyfield. Holyfield. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, it could be a running back coach. It could be uh it could have been any offensive coach that's on the field. I maybe they do it by or maybe it's different because Jay Graham's here this year. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the running backs are calling themselves out, and it, it could be them. I don't know. Uh, Space Mountain on YouTube said Gray first team, Chandler second team. I, I think that's right. I think Gray is the one back. But again, last year one and two meant nothing. One, two, and three meant nothing. And and Ty Chandler is the one practicing right now. So if if he's the only one there, he's yeah. going to be a first team. Right. So I yeah I don't I don't know. I'm just curious to see how this coaching staff handles it. You mentioned Jay Graham now is the running back coach and not David John. Does that change something? I don't know. I don't know. I, I do. I do like the the running backs that I've like spoken to the media have talked about Jay Graham's like attention to detail mm-hmm. a lot. So I I think you'll see a better group of running backs this season. Okay. I just think like like they mentioned like little things like where your eyes are when you're 
in the backfield. Just something like right. so small that probably like a linebacker probably doesn't look at that, but the one time it does, it makes a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, I'm excited about the running back position. Definitely interested to see what how they handle it, but I'm I'm excited about that position group. Um, I don't have I don't really have anything else for the. I mean, there are some questions I have for this team. We've asked them on and off this entire off season. Seventeen days or sixteen if you're David Newcomb or me. I'm I'm about to go to bed. I'm tired. I'll say sixteen. Okay. Um, Henry Riddle. Also ask y'all going any games this season, fellas? I'm not. Well, right now I'm not. I'd like to. If you got a ticket, Henry, yeah. I'll take one. Um, right now I'm not going to any games. I, I I told Land and we've talked about this. I think I've said it on the show. I think I'm gonna try to kind of enjoy the difference of the football season, getting to watch it uh, with with my friends, even the home games. It'll all be SEC games. You don't feel rushed. You're just kind of hanging out. Like you don't have to get somewhere at a certain time. You're yeah. Just like get somewhere. And when the game's on, you watch it, and then right. you can go home. So I'm just going to enjoy something different this season. I would, because of the all the differences that are happening, especially in Neyland, I'd, I'd like to attend one game. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun um, just to kind of see what it's like. But I, I am going to – it's uh, seeing the uh, – I, I am someone who plans my entire fall around Tennessee football. Exactly. Uh, I don't go to weddings, uh, for home games especially. H- away games, depending on – the time I might go home games though don't even don't even waste the money to send me an invitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's tell, how I am. Like, I'm tailgating if, all day. And if going to I'm game. in it, that might be. We'll don't, have a talk. Don't count. Don't count me in. <laughs> but I but I think like most of the ones I'd be in like they know right. not to put me in, that. <laughs> right. or they know not to schedule a wedding at that time. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, home, like I said, home games I, I usually play my entire day year season around uh so i'm just gonna while i will miss it i'll definitely miss not going into kneeling miss pre-game with the with pride of the southland miss the them running out of the tee which you won't get anyways this year miss rocky top the troughs 50 times miss pissing in the troughs and that <laughs> nasty smell um <laughs> god it smells so good it's what football smells like yeah um you, you miss all the things that miss a smoky dog i don't really eat hot dogs that much but every i at least eat I probably some some games I'll get two, so we'll call mm-hmm. it. I'm mean, guaranteed eating like 14 hot dogs a year, and they're in Neyland. 14 mm-hmm. of those are in Neyland. <laughs> so I'm you know you miss those things, but I'm gonna make the uh, most out of it, and I'm gonna have fun regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually got the email to get tickets, mm-hmm. and we told them to just move it over to next year, just because like it was actually like we're in ZZ eleven. They're putting us in YY7, row five, and we're in row three usually. So it's kind of worse seats with 25% capacity. Yeah, and your dad talked about – I talked to your dad today. He said, like, if game one they decided to no longer do fans, you'd lose right. your donation. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I, didn't, I didn't want to lose any money on that. So right. just move it over to next year. We'll, we'll enjoy the tailgate. Like um, I said, Henry, handing out tickets. Yeah. You yeah. know where to find me. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go to at least one, and I would like to try to sell them, but dude, there's no way those tickets sell for four hundred, five hundred dollars. I wouldn't think so. That's Especially a, the it's a lot of money. We'll play. Well, most of the home games are the good this year because Arkansas and Vanderbilt are both away. Kentucky probably well, Kentucky's in October. It's not gonna be a freezing cold game. They might sell for more than normal, but it's not gonna go for four hundred. We don't have like our home game. It's a pretty good lineup now that I really think about it. It's tough. Like yeah. I mean. If you slip one to Missouri, you could go winless. Missouri at home. is Missouri is home. 
Yeah, ho- hopefully you you beat Missouri, but you got Kentucky, Florida, Alabama, yeah. and Texas A&M. That's we're gonna need tough. some we're gonna need some lessons from Peyton Manning on piping in music, crowd Pi- noise. piping in crowd noise. Yeah, <laughs> I need some lessons in that. Um, let's go college football. Let's talk some more about college football. I actually football have some shift. more questions. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Roll them in. No, you're good. Um, so one of mine was like, what what freshman wide receivers are actually impactful? Jalen um, Hyatt for sure. Right. But but who is we've heard some good things about um, Callaway, Holiday, and uh, and Wadman. Do we see a lot of them? Um, we've heard a lot about Cedric Tillman over the past week. Is is he solidified himself as a starter? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess like who's going to be impactful and and who's going to be the the starters? Because we've heard good things pretty much about every single receiver. Um, so who who's going to be the the three and then who are going to be the the ones in the rotation behind? Uh yeah, I think I think Weidman's got to be up there in the rotation. I'm curious. I don't know where D Beck with. I don't know what position he plays exactly, but I think he's. You're gonna see him on the field in some, especially with um, Austin Pope being injured this preseason. Mm-hmm. I think you see D Beck with in some capacity. Doubt it's a wide receiver, but I'm not willing to say no. Right. Um. So who am I leaving off in that? Again, maybe not a wide receiver, but Jimmy Holiday. Where, do they have a package for him at quarterback? Yeah, and, and kind of like a wildcat package. I mean, I think he, it's possible. and he's got to be like, what? What if you're at at the point where you don't have any quarterbacks due to contact tracing, like you were running back Isn't this that past mix? week? Yeah. It, hey, Jimmy, you're the emergency quarterback. You got to go in, right? So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Kind of, I, I think, even though like maybe this. Those three, like three guys, start. Mm-hmm. It might not have been like your starters if like everything was normal, right? But when you have guys miss missing two weeks of fall camp, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Especially like as a freshman. Yeah, someone mentioned. I think David might have said, "Have we had a full contact scrimmage yet?" I, I don't I think know. they scrimmaged a little bit on Saturday, right? Uh, but with what with, they had, but you had yeah. a lot of offensive guys gone. Yeah, so I, I don't I mean, know. And you want you want to scrimmage as much as possible, get contact in because you don't want to look like Navy <laughs> the other day, dude. What the heck? That was awful. What about I like what BYU did though. They they were playing linebackers at safety. They were getting as many guys to stop the run on the field as possible. Yeah, because you didn't. I mean, I love it. That's what you got to do. I love what BYU did. Yeah, they seem to really execute their game plan well. And uh, who starts opposite of Kevon Bennett? Is it DeAndre Johnson? That's a good question. Is it Roman Harrison? Is it a freshman? Morgan Joseph, Tyler Barron. It's probably DeAndre Johnson game one, right? I would I would think Roman Harrison. Oh, okay. I have they have said a lot of good things about him. That that's that's who I would go with. Just I, I just think he's more athletic. He's probably got more upside. Now, if you're just going safer, maybe DeAndre Johnson is a safer bet. Yeah. But if you want more upside, I think Roman Harrison gives you a lot more. And uh, I think Morgan Joseph could be the starter by the end of the year. Yeah, he could. I think he's a lot of people are hot on him. So. Huge. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. And then, um, what does the offensive line look? I mean, we kind they of got, pro- projected who assists. the starters would be, and possibly three of those guys might not even be your starters come game one. Yeah. Wanya Morris, apparently, like Jameer Johnson is pushing him. Um, we just need them. They've got to be our most consistent group. They've got to be. Yeah. Calvert is is pushing Darnell Wright, and then if Cade isn't cleared, then Jerome Carvin's probably your 
guard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could be – we're like, yeah, th- these are going to be our starters. We have, uh, what was it, four or five stars and a, a fifth-year four-star at center. Right. And now maybe three of those guys won't even be there. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, who, who's been practicing. Um, yeah. And is Cade going to be free? Are we going to hear something about Cade? Like, just I just don't understand. Him. The what? year doesn't count. Yeah, just what play is, him. What is I play hate him. NCAA so much. <laughs> Roll him out there. Play him. Play him. Pruitt, I know you're listening. Play him. College football. College football. So, you mentioned Navy-BYU. That was shellacking. Oh, yeah. It was such a bad game, they kept Bill Belichick on for, like, 40 minutes. Which, it was fun to hear him talk. But, like, because he's got a lot of connections to Navy. His dad coached there. He spent a lot of time around the Navy football program. So it was interesting to hear him. Anytime you get to hear Bill Belichick talk about football, it's good. But oh, yeah. it was also interesting during a Navy game. You could tell they did not care what was happening in the game because they had him on the phone. Not really talking about much of going on in the game. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you all you need to know about how that game went. <laughs> Dude, I just, oh my it was so bad. 55-3. to three. BYU's only playing eight games this year. Dude, I'll fire that coach. The Navy coach? I don't care how successful he's been. You don't do any contact. You miss all of spring and don't do any contact up until that first game. Like, what was so that? So, is that a decision made by him or was that a decision made by the Naval Academy? Mm, I don't I don't know. If it's him, he's got to be fired. I'll fire <laughs> Because, like, what is that meeting like? You're like, all right, guys. So... I just think we shouldn't tackle at all um, uh, until that first game. That that way we'll be so, like, we'll be, like, thirsting for, for tackling. We'll just tackle everybody. You knew you weren't going to win, right? You had to know you weren't going to win. I'm just like, man, that was – I mean, BYU isn't a bad opponent, but they're not – they shouldn't beat you 55-3. to Bingo. Yep. Ouch. Fired. Fired. We get another good week of college football, though, this time. AC, ACC and uh, the Big 12 kicking off this week. Yeah. So it's a full slate. Miami and UAB are tomorrow night. Mm. Who's the Thursday night NFL game? It's uh, the Chiefs and the Texans. Mm, that's a good kickoff. Yeah. Titans on Monday night football. Well, the, the Texans, hopefully Deshaun Watson just carries them because they just trade away all their good players. They did trade away all their talent. That's unfortunate. Well, they're, well, and they got J.J. Watt, but he's, he's going to get injured. Yeah, he's hurt, probably. Hey, J.J. Uh, and then Saturday, there's plenty of good ACC games. Obviously, it's conference only. I think the Big 12, I think most of them were playing their non-conference opponents, though. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I don't think there's any Big 12 conference games. Nope, there's not. One that's interesting is Coastal Carolina and Kansas. Yeah, Coastal Carolina beat them last year. Yeah, and, and it's, it's at, at 10 p.m. Yeah, I was like, what? Golly. Dude. I agree. It's Kansas insane. is like west, but it's not like it's west in, coast. I think that's 9 p.m. for them. Yeah, 9 yeah, p.m. for them. That's ridiculous. There's a lot. I mean, there's several of these games that are Louisville. Louisville starts at 8. That's eastern. Uh, yeah. Clemson over Wake Forest. The line's at 33. Wake Forest is bad. 
Florida and Georgia Te- or Florida State and Georgia Tech will probably be a, a decent game. Duke, I don't know much about either team. Duke so and I, Notre Dame. Duke and Notre Dame should be a good game. Uh, Syracuse and North Carolina. North Carolina is a twenty two and I'm, a half point favorite. I'm not bought into the North Carolina hype. Oh no, God no. So I think that could be a good game. I think they got a good quarterback, but I don't know like. Like, how good would they be? Like, I think they'd be like Kentucky in the SEC. Yeah, probably. Probably so. Um, so, here's my rant. We oh. talked about all the games that are happening. Are we, are we going Big Ten? Big Ten. Oh. What a bunch of freaking cowards. What a bunch of cowards. Two, two, maybe three. Nebraska and Ohio State, though, right? Were the only ones that wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, every other president voted no. You don't get to play. You cancel when you didn't have to. I've been saying this since March when everybody was just canceling yeah. immediately. Postpone, postpone, postpone. Think about this. You could have postponed, and apparently Michigan football may have been practicing this whole time. This is apparently the rumor. But you could have been postponing this entire time. And last week when you decided to start, when the president called you, you knew the entire time the president supported to play. The president of the United States, not the president of any university. You knew he supported the whole time. So what could possibly, you get a call and you're just like, oh, thank you for calling me. I now know that you want him to play. Thank you. We're playing. What's changed? Postpone it. And then, in the which nothing's changed even then. But And then last Monday, you could have gone, all right, you can start practicing. We'll start in a month. And you're started by the end of November, or end of September. Yeah. You, you can't start on Halloween. And expect to be part of the NCAA season. No, they'd be like, we're, we're going to play three games and then we'll have somebody in the college football playoff. No. No. It's absurd. You canceled and you ruined it for your conference. You're done. You made a dumb You made a dumb decision. You have to live with it now. Yeah. And and I don't get like, all the, it seems like all the, or I guess the football coaches is different than the presidents, but they were mad because they're like, we didn't even vote. Right. And Which then, that's another issue is apparently they didn't even vote on it. Yeah, and then they then they have a vote later on, and it's well apparently they're supposed to vote yesterday, and then apparently they're supposed to vote today. I'm curious to see if they're supposed to vote tomorrow, but apparently a vote was supposed to take place and it never had it hasn't yet. Oh, because I I saw where something it was like maybe this was just like a soft vote. It was like who who's in and who's not. Apparently some guy, not apparently some guy tweeted out that they there had been a vote. Apparently there hasn't been. Oh, well. But canceling it, too. All these programs you've been practicing, you've been on campus working out. And if when football teams, especially Division One football teams, are working out, they're practicing. Since June. So you put all these players at risk since June, but now it's too late? You, or now it's bad, you need to cancel? No. They're idiots, dude. They're all idiots. Everyone in charge is idiots. I feel strongly about that. Yeah. And, and not... <laughs> And honestly, like I don't really care because no one wants to watch the Big Ten football anyway. The only thing I care about right now, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't care that they canceled. I care that they canceled and now they want to come back. Oh, no, yeah. you don't get to do that. Yeah, you don't. You made a terrible decision. You have to live with it. Well, I think they thought like, oh, we run this, so they like, thought everyone, would everybody follow. would follow, and the the Pac-12 was going to do it anyway. Right. <clears throat> Pac-12 was in a really crappy situation right. in terms of their states out there, right. but. I, Pac-12 apparently wants to come back in like January or I guess around Halloween. No. Yeah, the, the other conference is like, you don't run me. No. 
they don't you don't get to make decisions for everybody. That's not how it works. NCAA could have made decisions for everybody, but they left it up to the conferences. Yeah. No, Big Ten, you made your bed, you gotta lay in it. Yeah. Sorry we don't wanna play we don't wanna see Iowa and Northwestern end in seven to three. And Ohio State doesn't get to make the college ball playoff this year. So yeah. sorry. And if if they do come back, it, they better be required to play eight games to make it to the college ball playoff. Yep. Anything less, you should not be allowed to get in. They'll play one non-conference, and Ohio State would play like South uh, Alabama. Was it? Oh, where did Southwestern Louisiana State University? Is that where Bobby Boucher <laughs> yeah. went? <coughs> Mud dogs, mud dogs. Yeah, no, you don't get to. I hate the Big Ten. I hate everything about the Big Ten. They're cocky. They're terrible. They have some of the ugliest uniforms known to man. It's slow. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I I will allow Nebraska and Ohio State to join the Big 12 for the season and play. Yeah. But everybody else, no. They tried. Yeah. They tried. But yeah, Michigan. Michigan's the day before they canceled the season, Jim Harbaugh came out and was like, with our medical team and our president and our athletic director, we laid out this plan that we feel really confident in, and then they canceled. And it's like, well, you look stupid because, like, not like they made Jim Harbaugh look stupid. Jim Harbaugh made the school look stupid. No. Space Mountain said he thinks Penn State wanted to play. I don't remember hearing that. He did say he hates the Big Ten also, so good. That's that's a good position to have. Uh, He also said go Coastal. Yeah, dude, F less miles. Go Coastal. You like that field? No. I do hate that field. Mm. It's not as ugly as Boise State's or uh, Eastern Washington. Because it's almost green. It's almost green, but uh, I just hate the – it's tacky. It's tacky. Why can't it be green, man? I would like to go to Coastal. That would be a fun college to go to. Would be a fun college to go to. It's well, fun and trashy. It's it is on Myrtle Beach. That's true. <laughs> but I no Coastal would be a fun school to go to. You're right. But it's yeah, probably it's a, a lot. I don't I don't know this for sure, but I would assume it's probably cheaper than like FAU. So it's like I would assume. I don't know. I, they're probably both state schools, but I don't yeah. know anything about them. I, I have no clue. Um, I I'm surprised they're going to can. Are they going? Did Kansas have to go and find them? Because they played last year at Kansas. Surely they wouldn't schedule them two years in a row on purpose. Or maybe this was just like a try to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Kansas, like their other non-conferences, like drop yeah, like drop right. their season. Yeah. And so they picked up Coastal. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what had to happen. Yeah, that's probably. Okay. Nah, I, don't, I don't have a clue. Matt Hatter, baby. I do kind of like Les Miles, I'll be honest. He does. He makes some dumb decisions, but hey, mm. he stands by his decisions. He has a freaking backbone, unlike the Big Ten. It's true. So, it's true. I respect dumb people if they know they're dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he didn't want to go and and eat the the till grass, the till turf. No, no. He wanted to, he wanted to stay in Kansas. Right. Uh, do you have any questions? We got any more or any questions from earlier? Any questions get dropped in? Um. See. Thought we did. Oh, uh, Ashton Hill said, "How will the Vols do against the Gators?" That's gonna be interesting. That's the last game of the season. One and zero in December, baby. That's all I know. I mean, I, I think a lot of this is just week by week, mm-hmm. and and see what happens. I just don't know. I, I just. There's a lot of unknown still, but I, I think 
it's worth it, it's definitely worth trying to have a college football season. And I think I think we'll, we'll we will get through at least half of it. I think the SEC will make it all the way. Yeah, I think the SEC will. I think so too. Uh, so I'm reading Coastal on their website said they were supposed to host Kansas this year, but the Big Twelve will not allow their teams to travel to non-conference. So they're going to Kansas this year and then coming back to Coastal in 2021. Oh, so they paid them to come there this year. I'm sure they're paying this year. Last year or next year, they probably won't. Nobody will probably pay anybody. They'll just travel. I'd imagine. Yeah, I don't hmm. know. That's pretty cool. So, I guess it was supposed to just be a home-and-home. Now, it's going to be a home-home-and-away. Okay. Yeah. Two-and-one now instead of one-and-one. Well, I guess they can't – I guess the funds are gone. They can't get Snoop Dogg in the basketball arena anymore. I had no clue that was going to happen. Do you know who Snoop Dogg is? See? Definitely. You know what Les Miles would have said? He would have been like, I I thought he'd get the crowd pumped. (laughs) Yeah. He would have been like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, Forgive I didn't know me. who Snoop Dogg was. He would have been like, it's Snoop Dogg, man. He's electric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Les Miles is the best. I do hate, I hate that LSU got rid of him. They did suck that first year. I hate that they got rid of him and ended up working out. I do, I like, oh, but that makes me mad. Yeah. I was hoping that that would come Dude, in. Dude, is LSU going to be good? Because I thought they were, but they've had a lot of, like, Jamar Chase opted out. Yeah. Um, the defensive tackle, who was a first-rounder's, opted out. They, have, they they do have a pretty easy non-conference, or uh, non-divisional. Mm. Yeah, right? they do. Yeah, okay. I'm sure they're protected. I think them and Alabama both got I think I think they play, they All play the Florida. All the teams got good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? Uh, some, that's it. Some Florida man in here. Some Florida man. I want to do. Also, uh, well, let's talk about the ACC wanting to get the. I like that. I know you don't like it. I like it. So wants yeah. all Division One basketball teams to be included in the NCAA tournament. I originally was like, "What?" There's 347, right? Because it sounds absurd. Let me look it up. Okay, I thought it was like 300, like almost on the dot. I, th- I think it's around 350. Okay, Let me look I think it up. 347 might be the Division One college basketball teams um so originally i heard it and i was like that's absurd and then 347 you're right okay so let's do it doesn't add up even it doesn't add up even so you'd have a play-in game so let's do 346 still doesn't really you still have to have a couple play-ins do about four what do you mean because you'd have to well, you need to you drop. Oh, but you're, you're half. Doing... You'd half it every okay. every time, and so it'd take you two. Well, you'd have some play in, so you'd have an extra game, but really just two rounds to get down to the sixty four teams, original sixty four teams. I just don't like. What's the point in the regular season? Well, so what I think, what I like about it is what pretty much what you're doing if you include them all is you're scratching, you're making the conference tournament a part of the national tournament. Because it's pretty much, so pretty much every team has a chance to advance to the, does that make sense? Yeah. Rather than, so they could advance, so like a team. So it it helps like the smaller schools because they have have a, a better shot, I guess. 
Better, maybe, if they got a lucky draw, yeah. Yeah. Um, but at large teams, that you just killed yourself. No, because you can get a lucky draw and you could get some crappy teams. That large, it would help. So you. if you're doing, it would help bubble teams. All the bubble teams would get in, and you if you get it's then it's on the luck of the draw at that point. So I think you protect because, like you said, what's the point of the regular season? You still have, you know, your top X teams, and you draw them in, you put them in, you place them in, and then I think after that, the lower tier teams you just throw them in there. Yeah. Seed them. I don't know. I, I just think like it's already difficult to win that many games in a row anyway. Yeah. But um, it, you wouldn't really be changing. You would only be changing it. You'd only be adding two games, and it, it would more than likely be against lesser opponents. And they're already playing those conference games against better opponents the week before the tournament starts. That's why I was like, as long as you get rid of conference tournaments, I like it. You have to get rid of conference tournaments. Right. And I'm okay with that because you just asked what the point of playing the regular season is. It's dumb that pretty much whoever wins the conference probably get an automatic bid regular season, and then whoever wins the tournament gets an automatic bid too. I think that's stupid. Regular season does not right, but if you right. win a turn, if you win a if you win one of the power five, power six, oh yeah, you're in. you're in. That's what I'm saying. So pretty much you're giving two teams an automatic bid. So you you would break it down where it's like it's. Pretty much normal for everybody else, and then the other conferences are. Th- then I'm just like, why don't no, no, we no, just no. keep it the way it is? No, no, no. I would seed. So, so, so like Tennessee, Tennessee would play like a. A, thirty-two seed. Yeah, if, they, if I mean, they were one. Yeah, yeah, they would get like if whoever the one seed is. So you know you'd have to have a couple like play-in games. So like I said, the bottom tier teams would have to win more games to get to the end. Mm. Like, they would have a couple games before they got to the big dogs. But, yeah. yeah. That makes me that makes me nervous. I, I don't want to play any more games. Like I, you, I would, just, you wouldn't if you're a good team. You'd be playing the same amount as a conference tournament. Like, you'd be playing probably less games, technically. Yeah, but if you're already in before the conference tournament is starts anyway, if you already have probably an at-large bid, then, like, it's, it's going to be more difficult. Yeah. I mean, you have to where, probably play more games. But you're playing like UTC or Asheville. <laughs> Still, we lost to... Uh... You lo- I mean, yeah. But that, but isn't that what makes March Madness, March Madness fun? I just like... Keep it simple, stupid. This isn't... But to be fair, this isn't making making it absurd. I, f- like, I feel like what making it absurd is playing... Then like playing every conference. What do you do about brackets? <laughs> like you, you can't oh, expect. No. Oh, that would be. What do you mean? That's that's what March Madness is about. It's madness. Yeah, but, the, yeah, but there's no way anybody gets any like a perfect bracket. How many people? How many? How many times does anybody get perfect anyway? So exactly. So it's gonna be like who's gonna do it if there's no? It's March Madness, not March. Yeah, it, it makes sense that it happened. <laughs> Here, so so soccer does does this pretty much with the FA Cup in England and the U.S. Open Cup. So the U.S. Open Cup is every so- every professional soccer team from top to bottom, like MLS to uh, MPSL. Like it's all leagues play for the U.S. Open Cup. So it's similar to that. Yeah, I, I just think that the NCAA tournament, like that's something like a goal that people want to get to. Right, so now you would just have 
you wouldn't have any more NCAA tournament banners. You would have like round of 64 banner mm. or whatever. Round of 60, whatever banner. Yeah. It would be laid out very, very similar. I just, so it gets back to that. You, you said, what's the point of playing? I hate playing regular season conference games. So we play a lot of opponents twice and then go and play in a tournament. It's like, what pick one or the other. I feel like either play them once and then play a tournament or play them twice in the season and be done with it. So that's why I hate conference tournaments. I think they're stupid. Yeah. I, so I, just I get rid of the conference that. tournaments. I agree with that. So I think you could throw everybody in there. And then I think what would be fun about it is you could have like two teams from like the Sun Belt or the Southern Conference making runs. And I think that'd be fun to watch. And I I don't I don't really like I I'm kinda with you. I don't like the regular season like champion and then you have a tournament champion. Right. I like I kinda like how football does. Like the, the two best teams play, that's that's the winner. That's right. And I I wouldn't mind that. I mean, yeah, you you could do that. That's a that's a possibility. But again, you get into that. You could the way it's structured right now. You could play three teams twice. So there's no divisions in SEC. So if Tennessee and Kentucky, mm-hmm. or Tennessee and Florida were the two best teams, they're playing th- for a third time, which could happen in the NCAA tournament. But they would have to win, you yeah. know, two or three games before that happened again. Yeah. I don't know. I just I like it the way that it is. Three hundred forty-seven hey, teams sounds out. sounds a lot. I think it sounds like madness. Yeah, it sounds and like it I don't want to fill out be a madness. bracket because there's 347 teams if, on it. what if you just filled it out when it got to the round of 64, like normal? If, if But if we're doing it like normal, what's the point in like adding these teams in it? Because it gives them a, it gives the lesser teams a better chance to get there. I don't If they suck, I don't want them in the But they, they don't <laughs> suck. They're getting knocked. So, like, if you have two good teams in teams that are good enough to beat, like, an Arkansas well, Arkansas is supposed to be good this year. Vander, Vanderbilt. No, they're terrible. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that's not real. South Carolina. Okay. So they're good enough to beat a South Carolina. But they never get a chance to advance because South Carolina, they probably have the same record. Well, they might have a slightly better record, but they play in the MWC. So they have a slightly better record, but South Carolina is going to get that bubble. They're going to be uh, first ones in. MWC team's going to be a first one out. Well, now they get to play head-to-head for that. That's what I like about it. And all those bubble teams, you're not just going like odd. You're not like playing. You're not going eye test on them. Like, oh, that bubble team from the Pac-12 seems like the better bubble team than the SEC. Throw them in. Now they're both getting in and they're fight to the death. I just like, if what, what you like, you want to get rid of conference tournaments. Correct. Yeah. In this case. In this case, yeah. I think you could just get rid of them anyways, but yeah, in this case. Okay. So is is that what they're saying? I don't know. I don't know or if the they SEC just want to do all that. like that would be incredibly stupid if they just I agree there. Okay. If they just want to if they keep it how it is but add the 300 teams, that's stupid. Okay. But if they get rid of conference tournaments and do it, I'm all in. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily hate it. I just I just think basketball especially, football you can't do stuff like this. You can't get creative. Because it's a grueling sport, you can't play that many games, and it's under underdogs happen, but nowhere near as much as basketball. Whereas basketball, throw five on the court, and if someone's shooting lights out that night, they they're gonna win. But does it does it also make it harder for the like lower like a UTC or something like that? Because if it if they did make it into that sixty eight team tournament, mm-hmm. 
they'd only have to play a certain amount of games. Whereas if they make it in with 347, they have to play more games. They have to win more games. Right. So it would make it harder, but it's kind of the if you're the better team, it's like how one seeds get buys, two seeds get buys, stuff like that. Like, okay. yeah, you're getting the blessing of being a better team or, or a better program, I should say. Yeah. Just like in, I guess it doesn't happen in college sports as much, but like high school sports happens a lot more. The one, you know, you get buys in, in district tournaments. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's definitely not, there's no way it's perfect right now, but I think it's, it'd be interesting to see it drawn out. And then you're going to have blowouts. You're going to have 40-point losses. But I think for every 40-point loss, you're going to have an underdog beat, you know, an SEC opponent or an ACC opponent or Big Ten. Do you think if there was more, like, 16s beating a 1, like, they'd be more, like, inclined to do it? Maybe, but I don't think... The thing is, is... Because you don't want to lose... Like, you don't want, like, that first couple weeks, like, no one to watch it because that's all it is. Right. So, that's why I think you would give those higher teams at least, like, a first-round buy, which is fine with me. Because, I mean, like I said, I think the conference tournaments are stupid anyway, so I don't care about that. So, you'd really just have, like, the lower-tier teams, like a conference tournament. But maybe if, like, the MWC is better than the Sun Belt, well, now you're going to get... You're going to see more Sun Belt teams advancing rather than just the conference champion getting into the NCAA tournament. So why don't, why don't you do this? Why don't you have a uh, – so you take all those, like, non-Power 5 or, or at-large teams or whatever. Yeah. You uh, – like, the two best ones in the regular season, you take them and put and seed them. Yeah, you could. And you have a tournament and then, like, the final eight or so. Like, you save a spot in those 68 and they get in there. So what I hate – what I dislike about that – not hate. What I dislike about that is you don't get those bubble. I want to see a way to get some of those bubble power five. Some people say to power play six in basketball. Of, like to, some of the best. Well, to have a chance to advance. Like maybe they didn't have a great regular season. They started coming on in the postseason. But, you know, they don't get the automatic bid in the conference championship. So they don't get to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Like they lose like two-point game to uh, one seed, Kentucky or Florida. And they don't get to keep moving on. Well, now they'd at least get four games before they see one of those. The one seed could lose before they see them, so now they're playing a three seed instead of a one seed. It just creates, I think, more like I think it dilutes teams more, and it just makes it insane. I mean, it, madness. It's definitely it definitely would be madness. I think it dilutes it a little bit more when you have them all playing in the same tournament rather than like playing to get into a tournament, playing to get into a tournament. I'm also interested, in like, what that looks like money wise, like. See, I think conferences won't go for it because you have to get rid of the tournaments and they're not going to get rid of conference tournaments. Right. Because it's a moneymaker. Yeah. It's pure money. Yeah, so, yeah, that, the... You would see, I think, a lot more... I think you would see less one seeds. Like, right now, you rarely see one, like all one seeds in the Final Four. You would never see all one seeds in the Final Four. No. If you had 357 teams. No. Because they would... They would get knocked off before then because the team's going to get hot. It takes one team shooting lots out for a week to. to so be like this, this would never. Ha- and I'm surprised the ACC really wants this to happen. I think because they get more teams in, like the ACC would dominate. Right. Because you have bubble teams that aren't getting in because but of another like, bubble team. Then you risk like you probably don't like your best you teams it. probably don't. You risk it. Yeah. yeah. But you you definitely get more teams in, and it shows how because last year I think we were talking about how I think it was last year. 
maybe two years ago when Tennessee had the chance to get or SEC had a chance to get like seven or eight in, we were like, you could see ten ACC teams in. Yeah, but obviously you're not. That's not going to happen. Right. So I think it's just interesting to it's it'll be fun to see if it gains some traction to see what I just don't think it ever happens because I don't think the conferences are willing to lose the money. That's where I think I think that's what. Yeah, it I don't. I don't think they'll get rid of the conference tournaments. Yeah, it's too. It's too much of a money maker. Um, and I also now, don't. Well, I, if you have conference tournaments, I'm with you. I don't want to see like. Yeah. I think that's just. It's too many if you have conference tournaments. Yeah. Now, what could make it interesting that conferences might buy into is you could have like conferences, conference host sites. So it'd pretty much be the same thing. So like you could split it up regionally, and so you have like the southern region would play in Nashville or whatever, and it, that money could go to the teams that could afford it. Like the SEC teams. Now, if like Knoxville was like a, a regional host, and that could happen, that would, that would be cool. That could happen. So, and then you know, there's going to be some power brokers in play, like the NIT. I'm sure makes some money from the NIT tournament. Or so maybe you have like? some of those, like maybe like the one or the the top seeds can host those exactly. first couple games. Yeah, yeah that'd be exactly. Cool. That'd be cool. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if it gains some ground. I, I'm with you. It is working. So I don't think just. I'm not saying abandon the NCAA tournament because yeah. it is it does work, um, but I think it's interesting to see it and see what happens. And I think it's possible, but like you have to get rid of conference tournaments. Yeah. That has to happen. Right. Florida man, Florida man. I'll go first. Um, Florida man threatens to destroy everyone with army of turtles. Florida man is behind bars after screaming obscenities and threatening to destroy everyone with an army of turtles. The suspect Thomas Devaney. Uh, Lane 61 faces multiple charges of breaching the peace, misusing 911, and resisting an officer without violence. Lane was yelling obscenities constantly, calling himself the saint, saying his turtle army will destroy him and stating that they would all see what would happen in an hour. Which I would like to... If turtles are going to do anything, they're not going to do it fast. So, like, putting the, putting a turtle on a timetable is a dangerous game. Yeah. Be there forever. Yeah. Police say they received seven calls. That's a lot about disturbing the peace at Sunday at three different locations. So I think it's like a, is it a paradigm? Is that the right word? Where no one call like no one calls the police like a car accident because they think someone else will call the police. So oh. to get seven calls, a lot has got to be going on. Oh, be like, yeah. I've got to call the police. Right. Seven calls is a lot. At some point, Lane even entered the police department and proceeded to yell at the dispatcher while pounding on the walls and glass, screaming, my army will be here in an hour. <laughs> he left the building, so he left. Then calls 911 while at 7-Eleven and threatened the dispatch officer. Um, reports state that he told the dispatcher that he needed to leave now or you will all be sorry that you effed with the saint. With the saint? The saint. Oh. Yeah. That's some big, big words from Turtle Man. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Turtle Man. I don't know if that's what's the ninja. What's the uh, Ninja Turtles dude's name? The rat, uh, Splinter. Splinter. You think it's Splinter? Think he got Saint confused well, with Splinter? Do you remember Turtle Man? Turtle Man was a show. Oh, he was at. <laughs> Wait, is that like a YouTube show? No, it was like it was on, like on like Animal Planet or something. I don't remember that. He used to like dive into ponds and would yes. get out these big snapping turtles. I do know what you're talking turtle about, Turtle Man. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I never watched it, but I know. What so you're that talking wasn't about. him. He's not the saint. That's just. I'm not willing to say no, but I don't. I, I don't think so. Gotcha. Yeah, he'd be like live action. Yee. Um. So mine is is sure. I don't actually don't have the story, 
for it. Oh, the title will just grab you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, it's this Florida man. Um, he's wearing a shirt that says, Who Needs Drugs? No, seriously, I Have Drugs. <laughs> T-shirt. And was arrested because he actually had drugs on him. So, he's not a liar. Not, There's some, Not some, for <laughs> false advertising. <laughs> something to be said about the honorable people. In life. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. He, I don't think you need a story there. I think that spoke for yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, you... you he didn't lie. The officer's like, like this guy can't have drugs on him. Let's check. Yeah. Oh, we got him. <laughs> well, that was easy. That's amazing. Do you have a stupidity besides that guy? Um, I think I have one. Yeah, I do. It's the Washington football team. Mm. So uh, Their logo? Have you seen their logo on NFL? NFL.com? Yeah. Why is it not just a W? Why is it a W with like a block? I have no it looks so tacky. I have no clue. Um, so they have a picture of Adrian Peterson and said yeah. he's ready. They released him, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> 19 hours later, they released him. Oh, so at least, okay. At least it was before. Okay. Yeah, it was. That's good. It was before, but like. You need to talk to 19 the, hours? Yeah, you need yeah. to talk to the front office staff before you release that one. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Went to the Lions. Okay, I didn't know he got signed. That's good. Good for him. Shout out that he still wants to play. Awesome. I thought I had one. Well, I mean, I don't know the stupidity. Oh, okay, here's one. Um, fire officials say that a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device used during a general party is what caused the San Bernardino County... San Bernardino... Bern- County... Bernardino. Bernardino <laughs> County's uh, fires in Southern California. Gin mm. reveals they're the worst thing to ever like that's what's made 2020 so bad is Did, so many gender reveals was it a boy or a girl was that I, I don't think it was included Neither? I think that was hell <laughs> I think that was like the big deal it was like okay we get a fire but we still don't know the gender of the kid <laughs> shit <laughs> we knew we should have wrote it down uh, and then I've got Joe West the umpire, of course, ejected Nationals GM Mike Rizzo for not wearing a mask in a suite by himself. Did you see the video? <laughs> yeah. So I expected him to be like on the field, chewing the umpire out, which he I was, was like, literally just sitting. There was, there was nobody in a suite around him either. And I don't think he was like yelling. Like I don't think he was causing a scene. He Joe West just looked up there and he was like, "Gotta go." Yeah. Absurd. Officials, man, they just. <laughs> get I'm usually like. I am. I'm a part of the belief of just wear a mask. Like, it's a rules. But to stop a game for a guy in the third balcony section by himself. What? And, like, and I don't think he knows what's going on. No. He, like, is taking a drink. He's just walking around, hanging out. He's like, why is this game? Why are you pointing at me? Oh, hey, security. Like, yeah. Dude, Joe West is a moron. Yeah, let's. Let's see if we can get any more power hungry than that. Right. Don't think I have anything else. I got it. I don't know if it's stupidity. Where's it at? Nope. Um, I have a good question, though, that was put out on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. This is not a stupidity. Um, somebody asked, if you were put in charge of a random, that's the key, random college football team tonight, they made you coach, 
like you're making all the decisions. It says this is what it says. Like actually making important on-field decisions and call timeouts, etc. Are you winning a single game or not? I could definitely be a Butch Jones coach team. I wrote Vander. I said we're beating Vanderbilt. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I just thought that's interesting because it's like I would play, so I'd beat the Big Ten. There you go. <laughs> Better than Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting because I think there's a lot of variables. Like, do you have good offensive coordinator, good coordinators? Do you have a good staff? Do you have a talented team? Are you playing a 10-game SEC schedule? Or are you playing non-conference opponents? Are you playing Missouri State this weekend? Because I think if I walked on to, if I walked to Norman right now and coached against Missouri State, yeah, I think I could win. Yeah. So, again, a lot of variables. I think it's interesting to ask. Because I think a lot of people also don't. Especially if you've never... It's not even really... Because you could have played like high school football and not know how a program really works. So I think a lot of people would be shocked. I think it's it would be div- more difficult off the field. Yeah, like me. I think that's where people don't like I, Lane Kiffin, a perfect example, did not know like recruiting and all that stuff. Had no clue well, what was going on. Pa- past that, some of the things that go into meetings, team meetings, like you're gonna have a team meeting every day, every single day, no you matter gotta, how. Like, yeah, and you gotta come up with something to say. <laughs> gotta figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> they got a notebook there waiting for you to talk. But yeah, I mean, I think there's gonna be a lot of things that people just don't know happen that you've got to be prepared for and you got to figure out dealing with injuries if you're the head coach like you better know everything that's going and on practice in everything is mapped out to and, a, to a time yeah and like you you're not you're not calling plays in practice either like you're in a meeting with your staff and you've got every play you're running mm-hmm. every formation and like you said every minute like at 204 we're going to this yep you could probably go by increments of like five or fifteen, but you get the point. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just uh, I think it'd be a fun. Yeah, because I mean, most of them, if they're bright, most of them got to get to like study hall or a class. I'm I'm all for a reality TV show where in the spring, <laughs> they just draw a name, pick a fan, I'm like good luck, buddy. And uh, he he had a follow. This guy had a follow up tweet. He said, "No, you go in cold. I'm not even telling you how to work the headset, what the key codes are, or what the meeting schedules are. You just got to find your way. <laughs> like you got to oh, be like uh." Nuts. I want to. I want to see the, some of the shock when people find out that you got a coach's meeting at six thirty. That'd be a great like virtual reality video game. See, I want it real. So like, I need like Grand real. Theft Auto. Just picture like that map, but like you're in charge of like a whole program. See, I want it real. I want somebody to be like, uh, <coughs> "Congratulations, you just won tomorrow. Show up to Anderson Training Facility." Oh yeah, what time? You need to be here by six a.m. <laughs> what time can I leave? Uh, not before midnight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's especially like unless you're at the, like the power five level, you're not in coaching for the money. No. No. And even them, a lot of them aren't necessarily. They got to where they're at and are making the money where they're at, but they didn't start there. And they didn't. They're not doing it necessarily, thinking. Oh, this one's gonna up my rate like they're doing it to win flat out win oh yeah obviously the money they're like oh hell yeah i just got five hundred thousand dollars bonus <laughs> but they don't think about that i when just signed a they, five star if, if you're on the field thinking like if we don't win this game i don't get my sec bonus then you're not gonna win like it's flat like it's just not gonna happen now if you're smart what about like, you get your first recruit and you're just like <sighs> now if you're smart like butch jones you're working the buyout. You don't care about what your salary says. Oh, yeah. You're worried about that buyout. Yeah. So. Just like, I can do nothing and you're still going to be able to pay me. 
you, you got to work the buyout though. You got to be smart. Yeah. In 2016, after losing to Vanderbilt, he went in there and he got that buyout worked. <laughs> and then you just can tank and suck. Who who fired their coach this week? Central Alabama. Is that right? Somebody fired their coach already this week. I love it. I hate when programs tank or wait, people wait till they tank. We should have fired Butch Jones after Vanderbilt. Oh yeah. I hate that I defended him because I was like, no, just no. I I've, I've changed my philosophy. You don't let once they show you a sign that they shouldn't be here. He Go was on. at that point. He was one in three versus Vanderbilt. Fire his ass. Yeah, you're out of here. Especially with all that talent. That's the big kicker. Yeah. Especially with all that talent. <coughs> now, Jeremy Pruitt, we remember that Vanderbilt loss. Yeah. But there was not, like, the talent it's, from 2016 to 17 was. Well, he lost the East in 16, too, after beating Georgia and Florida. Right. It was coaching out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's different. A different situation. You remember, the like you said, you, you might have forgiven him for it, but you remember it. Yeah. Forgive but never forget, is that what they say? Yeah. If you lose another Georgia State game, you're probably not here anymore. No. And I'm okay with that. Don't let yep. the program tank. Yep. Um, guys, that's all I've got. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. We'll be back on Sunday night with, that'll be 11, 13 days before football. Is that right? Something like that. Close. You get depending it. Depending on you what time it. you go to sleep. Yeah, depending <laughs> on what time you wake up and go to sleep. Um, we'll be closer to football, obviously. Uh, excited for that show. We appreciate you guys joining us. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that, all that stuff. We're we're on the grid. You can find us. Yeah. Don't make sure you follow us on YouTube too. It's easier to post videos there. Uh, we we do our little short scenes. Uh, like for example, last night uh, when Jamai Meshack committed, we got that video up. So make sure you're following along there. Yeah. Hey, do you want to show off the, the chest hair again? One more time. Yeah. Just. Oh. You get, go all the way you're you're going to get just people to, fired up in here. There's, I, the I, people that are left, they're like, oh, man, we that, just got a free show. That YouTube video is going to get flagged probably for <laughs> nudity. So I got to be careful. Uh, that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.